eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Maybe not as fun and happy an edition. I'm James Seltzer. I'm looking at Jackie Mush over here, and he is not a happy man. Jack, this might be the most down, depressed you've looked since we started doing the IO podcast, they ruined Beach Week. <laughs> I can tell. I knew it was something. I knew it was more than just the poor play. There was a you little know. extra to it. They're really down right now. For those who can't see Jack, it's like a, a real downtrodden Jack Fritz here. I had to drop 950 bucks in my car today, so I wasn't happy about oh, that man. either. Things are not going your way right now. You know, I, you know, <laughs> we're going against we're going against the Brewers. It's a, it's a measuring stick series, and to get your doors blown off. Meanwhile, I'm fighting with a five year old and a three year old down at the beach. I just want to have some alone time and some watching beers and watch my favorite baseball team. It's supposed to be in first place and supposed to be good. Get their doors blown off by a team who like is Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez. Like Gio Gonzalez, who they squared up all night long. I gotta get crap talked by Ben Harris about his team, <laughs> and, you know, and freaking Yelich who sucks on the road has to have. Oh, does he, he has now? To have, oh. Does he now? He has to have three home runs in a week. And let me just say Yellow Trout Search was literally the only thing I needed on my show sheet. Nothing else really matters. It's just annoying. It's so annoying. I I did not oh, buddy. I will bring up the Charlie Blackman Road splits, but I don't know if I want to tweet him out. Don't I would don't even bring him up. What are we trying to do here? We're gonna have to get into the Kurt Suzuki Award too. Everything's going wrong. Might, might have to abandon the Kurt Suzuki Award really early into it. It is not working out. Honestly, well. I don't want to abandon it because I want to see just how powerful it is. Uh, look, it's, I'm out of curiosity now. I, I know, know it might hurt, but I, out of curiosity, I would like to see how powerful it is. It's a power I don't want, Jack. I've yet to pick someone who does not homer, and Mustaka did it twice. Yeah. And your guy did and it Grindall twice. And yeah. blew up the game yesterday. And then, of course, the yellow road splits. He was like, oh, screw you, Fritz. Yeah, yeah I do appreciate Christian Yellow listening to the podcast. That was nice of him, right? It's I mean, just annoying. You know, it's like, why do they always... Why is, uh, 
Why does everyone have to make me look bad? Uh, it's been pretty impressive lately. Bryce is making me yeah, look bad. It's almost like whatever you say, the opposite is going to happen. It's, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> who did I? Who did I piss off? You know, all I try to do is come up with rational opinions, and it, for the for this to be backfiring as much as it has recently, I just I don't know what to do. I, I I'm an off season man. I'm not a regular season guy. <laughs> we've come to the uh, bottom of why you are looking so angry and depressed today. I think we've kind of. Nailed in on all of it. B-Treak ruined, calls going wrong, everything going wrong. Like, I, I, There's nothing more I look forward to in the world than watching the Phillies at the beach. There's nothing better in the world. And it, the fact that they just play like crap and I have to explain it to everyone in the house, like, why, like what, what's going on with the Phillies? Hey, Jack, what's going on? Uh, I know. And then, you know, I got to watch Mike Moustakis, who should have been our third baseman, torch us all week. <laughs> yeah, how's, hey, how's, at least you could do that. Yeah, how's you could do the, that. How, I was right about Moustakis then. <laughs> how's the Franco takes, aging peeps? <laughs> yeah, you, you enjoy you that third baseman from the, from the Brewers? Yeah, See? he would have been, been pretty good. We're back. We're back. All right, let's get into it. Here's the funny thing, Jack. Maybe their best win of the season in the first game of the series. That was awesome. <laughs> and then it all went downhill. That was a good win on Monday, though. Monday, game one, was a good win, Jack. It was a very good win. It was a good win, and, and, and Aaron a, Nola sucked. Aaron Nola went three innings. Pitched Talk nine. to me about Aaron Nola, because <sighs> at least for me, and I think for a lot of Phillies fans, we were starting to feel more positive. We were seeing progression. That start against the Cardinals, he's fooling hitters. You know, people, the curveballs curve, and like, he looked good. And then in that Brewers start, really just looked like he reverted back to the guy we had seen the first few starts. W- what happened and where you at? Uh, I think where I'm, like, where I'm at right now with Nola is that he's just not... He's not the guy, like, obviously he's not the guy he was last year, and I don't think he's going to get back to that point. Like, I just, unless, maybe when the weather warms up, maybe we'll see a better NOLA. But even if the weather warms up, like, this team is supposed to go into October, and if he can't pitch in the cold, then then and what's the point? Then what's the point? Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's terrifying. So Start him in L.A. Yeah, like, just <laughs> just sit him out the entire uh, season. <laughs> Why does until Aaron the, NOLA <laughs> always pitch on the road in the playoffs? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, But he, all right, so the problem with NOLA on Monday was that the fastball location was just all over the place. So the fastball location was, it was, I just feel like I'm not watching Aaron Nola. Like the fastball location has been a staple of Aaron Nola. He had, uh, he had the Peralta, the pitcher up. He right. threw him four straight curveballs because doing? he didn't believe in his fastball. What are you doing? He didn't believe in his fastball that much. He threw four straight freaking curveballs. Bad. Like, what it's is bad, that? Jack. What it's is bad. that thought process? And it's because he doesn't have any confidence in his fastball right now. And if, you don't have con- if he doesn't have confidence in his fastball, like he's just not going to be the guy we saw last year. And he's going to be a 3-2-3-5 guy. That's what he's going to be. Because if he doesn't have fastball location, then all of his other stuff just does not work as well. Like, I think his curveballs look good recently. I think his changeups look, look much better. But without that fastball, like you're not going to be you're not going to be as dominant and as much of an ace as you were last year and it's going to force the Phillies to go on the deadline if they want to win this year they're going to need to add a starter because there's there's no doubt about it and if, if Nola's not yeah if it's going to be Bumgarner it's going to be someone like that because Nola cannot be relied upon right now to, to be your your number one ace this is already the most depressing podcast well, he, ever I'm not I'm not even lying like, I know what do you not. see out of this guy like you see a guy that cannot locate his fastball and if he can't locate his fastball then it's just it all of his other stuff is just not it doesn't play off of it as well, and it becomes mortal. Man, I will say, for all the people depressed right now, later in the show, I think what I have is my favorite final thought that I've ever given on the show. So if You've you been st- really excited about this final thought. If you stay for nothing else, just stay for the final thought, because it's not going to be fun for a little while. They did win that game on Monday. It was a great win, but the next three days really kind of took away from it, Jack. On, on Monday, they battled back. They're down two separate times. They battle back. They tie it. They get big hits to win it. And then the next three nights, they just 
don't show up, Jack. They don't show up. We'll go through the specifics, but quickly on a macro level, what is it with this team, at least in your eyes, that we can get such inconsistency from night to night? I mean, this lineup is too good to have as many flat, lifeless performances as they have. What are you seeing? All right. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it for final thought because I think it's too important not to to, to, to say it for final thought. Okay. I'm, worried, a, I'm worried people are going to do it. It's so a good I'm going to get it out now. Playing for the big inning is not conducive to winning a championship. It is, like for as much as we love the idea, talked about this with Boston a lot last year. This is one of your rallying cries: was that 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 they just hit, they go up and they hack, and they get they get runners on base, and they just continually. Well, look at the Astros this year. Yeah, well, I mean, I know they have the way all, more talent, but they're like, also one of the all-time great offenses but right yes. now. But it, like the top ten, the top ten offenses right, or the top ten teams in lower strikeout percentage. Are I mean they're not all great. Like the the Angels have the lowest strikeout percentage in baseball. It's not even close. But there are there are five of the I think it's five of the best teams that are top ten in strikeout percentage are the are one five of the best teams in baseball overall. Like the Red Sox are in there. The Yankees are in there. The Astros are in there. The uh, the Braves are in there. The Dodgers are in there. Like teams that you see are like those are good offenses. Like the Phillies are twelfth right now, which is like they're definitely striking out less than last year. Yep. Doesn't help that their three hundred thirty million dollar man is is contributing a lot to those strikeouts. But like for as much as the thought process of the big inning, the big inning, the big inning. It, it is not. It is not conducive to winning a championship. It, like because you, you, you can't rely on it, and because and because there's just so many ways to sh- like if you're if you're constantly playing for the beginning, you are going to become complacent because you're going to be like, oh, we'll just wait for the beginning. We'll just wait for the beginning, yep. and then players aren't going out there and grinding out at bats. Like when I watch this team right now, it is not enough competitive at bats. It that is, is exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like it just exactly what I was. It say. drives me insane, and it feels like it'll happen where there'll be full games where they just go up there and hack and don't have competitive at bats, and there there's nothing. And there's no adjustment. It's the approach. Like how much do we talk about the approach at the plate and how impressed we were initially with the 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 want to yeah. of the approach at the plate? And we have not seen it, and it's one reason why I think this team, which is incredibly frustrating considering the the amount of talent offensively, but if this team is down by more than three runs, the game's over. Yeah. The game's over. What is that about? How has this team never come back? And two runs will come. We saw it on, on Monday. They'll come back. If it's a one or two runs, they, they fight. They stay in it. As soon as there's a big deficit, they just check out. And I I, I think a lot of – this is going to sound old man yelling at the cloudy, but I think this comes down to when they get down by three runs, it's like – Ah, we'll just chalk this one up as an Yes, and I feel like Gabe does it too. We've talked about that a lot with the pitching. I mean, Edgar Garcia feels like he's pitching all the time now. Uh, Juan, you know, Juan Acasio. Always in. Jose Alvarez, who's been better? Austin Davis pitching three straight games. That's what I mean. Like, it feels like Gabe's like, all right, we're losing by three runs. This one's over. I'm going to save my guys for something that matters. It makes no sense. It's really strange. Now, I I do get it in in the sense that of the 17. You have to save guys. They're playing 17 straight days. I get that part of it. but I get it, but this team needs a jump start. And it needs something that's going to get them going. And maybe you need the camaraderie of, hey, let's build back. Like, this has been two straight years of this. This has been two straight years of... This offense, well, last year's offense wasn't that talented. Yeah, but this year's offense, it, it's it's the same kind of thing where they'll just go flat, they'll look cold, they'll they'll, they'll just look defeated out there for no reason. Like and it's, it feels it's like if you May, see, yeah, and you see it, and it's just like, all right, they don't have it tonight. Like it's one of those things where it's not like they're not even going to try and fight their way through it. There are just certain nights we look at them and say, all right, we're not scoring runs. I I I don't I don't get it, and the the big inning thing. 
sure, it sounds good to say, but big you know, fan of the hashtag. Big it's a great it's a great hashtag. Do I see the hashtag potential there? I do. It's a <laughs> it's a really good hashtag. I just don't think that's how you. I don't think you can win a title just only waiting for a big inning. And because listen, if you get a run here, get a run there, like it chips away at things, and then you can you can hope for a big home run. But like the Phillies aren't a like they're not even a home run hitting team anymore. They're not. Like they haven't. They they, they didn't hit a home run the entire series against the Brewers. Well, that's not true. I mean, Gene Segura hit two home runs. Oh yeah, Segura did. And Cesar know, Hernandez that, hit one. What was I thinking of? You doing okay? Yeah. You, you're gonna make you using a football Cesar podcast. Cesar hit one in the now, first. football yeah. podcast. You don't talk about baseball. I was thinking about something else, and I don't know where, where that stat whoa, came from. Where, where, where they, hit one, they don't hit one in the Royal Series. The Royal Series, I didn't want to. And then I, I had something else in my head. That was just a bad <laughs> job by me. Great job by me. Look, well, look at where I'm at. I'm tired today, Jack. I'll tell you that much. Well, you had to talk about football. We're crib training. Yeah, that too. We're crib training Zoe. Is crib training as exciting as spring training? It is way less exciting. Now, what is crib training? It basically means we're trying to get her to sleep at her crib through the night. Oh, so I thought about this. Just don't go back there. Just let her cry all night? Yeah. She's five months old. She'll suck it up. We're not supposed to do that yet. <laughs> Trust me. I'm well, ready to let her cry. Well, at what age? She, I'm ready. Apparently, like, a little later. Like, six, eight months, and you're supposed to, like, give it a little more time. Listen, I've been around six-month-olds yeah. this whole week, so am, if you need any advice. Yeah, good. Yes. Uh, Papa can, Fritz can help me out. I, got, I need something, because my, they were my crying, brain is off right see, now. See, while they were crying, I was downstairs watching the Phillies. But yeah, they don't hit as many home runs as they should. How about that? They, yeah, and Gene Segura did hit too. Just, just back to back days. Gene's the only guy I count on right now. Gene is such a mean Gene. Uh, mean Gene is awesome, and he's you know, so much fun, man. Yeah, I do mean, you know he, he, there's only nine out of the 33 games he's played this year that he hasn't gotten a hit in. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that feels honestly hits. that feels like too many. I know it's a like, little high. Actually. <laughs> a little high. Like nine? Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, but yeah, I just I for, for two, like I just think all right. Here's where I'm at is that I think this offensive philosophy is almost on its way out. And I understand the Phillies are, are new to the whole analytics thing. They got into it super late. And this kind of offense worked two years ago yeah. when the Phillies just got into it. It's a really good point, Jack. And And now we talk, we talk about this over the offseason. Like, the game is changing right in front of our eyes. Very quickly. And there's, there's more power pitchers. There's more sliders than ever. And there's more technology that is allowing people to – evaluate things on the fly things are just changing quicker like something like you just said something that might have been the the big new thing a couple years ago can go away very quickly right and listen i understand that strikeouts have been devalued but strikeouts do matter and they can get in the head of your whole team they can bring down the energy level of your team if you're just striking out all the time like i need i, I just want to my main frustration this team is like can I just say this team's boring right now? Mm-hmm. Like they're just a boring baseball team, which is team. impossible to believe after it's that cr- first week of the season. It's crazy. It's just, we thought we were going to be raking all year. long. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a raking offense. Yes, and it just it hasn't been. It has been mostly mostly boring. It's been a boring offense. It's been inconsistent. Because you only get one beginning. It's like it's like when you, when they are good, you get one beginning, and then the rest of the game's boring. And and then it feels. I feel like none of the at bats are like. I'm gonna grind this bat out. Like I thought, I thought Bryce was starting to do a good job with this, and then the Royals weekend happened. He's he stopped doing that. I, I, there's something to a guy grinding out in a bat and and working the pitcher. Like remember the first week when they're working pitchers? Yeah. I feel like they haven't done that. Like I feel yeah. like it's been a lot more quick innings. Um, and if your style of baseball is gonna be that way, like commit to it because they haven't done that. I feel like in a couple weeks. Yeah. No, I think it's a fair point. I think it's a really fair point, and I, I think it's something that. Is a big issue right now for this team, and look, yeah. they're still in first place. And also, with what quickly on uh, Bryce Harper, I'm I'm not 
at all anywhere near freaking out about Bryce Harper. I know there's been a lot of people freaking out about Bryce Harper. Oh, yeah. Not there. Bryce Harper's a streaky guy. Matt Gelb put out a really good piece showing that, you know, the, the peaks and valleys of Harper's career, that he had, what, four or five different stretches of baseball that yeah. were just as long as his stretch now, which were significantly worse than the one he's in now. So this is just who Bryce is. <laughs> no, I don't want that next streak to happen. Well, obviously not. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, uh, listen, I, do, I think this is who Bryce is. Um, am I frustrated that it's, that it's kind of taking him a little bit longer to get out of this? Yes. Um, and you worry about the fastballs. I think of all the stuff with this specific slump that is more worrisome than others, if you're looking for one, and again, I'm not worried about Harper long-term or even for the rest of the season, but his inability to catch up to the fastballs is is new, we could say. Say, why is that happening? So... Yeah, that's that's definitely and Eno Eno Sarah showed a whole piece about the sliders yesterday. The sliders are giving him fits because they're giving a lot of people fits. And I I'm not wor- I don't care about the slider as much as I care about the fastball. The fastball is way 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 more important because he's 26 years old. Like he's 26 years old, and I don't remember the last time he squared up 96 this year. Like I feel like every 96 mile an hour fastball, he's done a better job of not swinging through it recently. Like he's just popping it, he's just uh, fouling it off, and he seems like he's right on it, but he's not catching up to 96. Um, so listen, am I worried about Bryce Harper? No, I'm not worried about Bryce Harper because I think Bryce is too talented, and I think he's just, I think he is. I think he basically is just too talented of a hitter to, not to come out of this because I mean, he, he always he comes out of it. He's got seven years in Major League Baseball of evidence now, to say that he will come out of it. And again, he's 26 years old. The one frustrating part with Harper with me is is like I know you're I know you're a tinkerer. I know you're a guy that always does that stuff. Yes. Watch some video. Watch some video. Watch, watch some, some video. It's not like I get it. That's what you do. But like there is a ginormous resource that is right there for you that helps many hitters in the game like just because it's not your style like guess what what you're doing isn't working right now like give it a shot maybe your slumps wouldn't last as long as the 65 65 plate appearances hey, just because you do something one way doesn't mean it's the best way to do it isn't that crazy yeah and I why don't you thought. why don't you maximize your potential yes. maybe there's a there's another level of i i i swear to god i believe this to my core there's another level of bryce harper that we've never seen because he doesn't look at video. i agree with you like I think there's another level of Bryce Harper that we have not seen because of his. I don't want to look at video. I'm a tinker. I'm this kind of guy. That's not. Yeah. That's not how I am. Like, it, dude, you're willfully not taking the data. Like, how crazy is that? It's a, it's unbelievable, especially for an organization that is is so as has thrown themselves into it so wholeheartedly, so fullheartedly. You would think they would try, but instead there's like that's the way Bryce does it. It's like, but but why? Like. You're his manager. You're his organization. Like, yeah. why don't you go to him and say, you're paying him? Like, you're his hitting coach. Yes, John Maley. Who? What? <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm really with you there, Jack. I I I I think it's crazy. And also the day off thing. It seems like because Bryce says he doesn't want to t- take a day off, and he can figure it out better by going out and hitting every day. Give him a day off. Like, tell him, sorry, Bryce, you need to sit for a day. Like, I know you want to play 162. I know you think you figure it out out there. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you need to sit on the bench for a day and think about what's going on and just take a day off and mentally refocus yourself. But Bryce says he doesn't want to sit, so they're just like, oh, sorry, for good, you don't have to sit. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Phillies should be saying, all right, Bryce, hey, I know this is your style, could you try this out for us? Like this could work. It's very Joel Embiidish of him. A little bit. Uh, players but I, the show, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't care if that's I, what he, I get, if he wants to play every day. It. Yes, I, I, look, I think I'd rather fine. have a guy who wants to play every day than wants to pat Nishak around. And I will but. say, like, dude, for for even listen, look, Bryce Harper. I think Bryce Harper. There's two things. 
He would be getting way more flack if one he wasn't busting his ass every game. Absolutely, because he and is, guess what? He should not be getting. I mean, that should be a reason to not totally understand. And I don't want to. I'm not bashing Bryce Harper. I'm just mm-hmm. saying for the fan, local fan reaction. There's two reasons. He plays why, hard. He's he is like sliding the diving catches. I mean, little, I would argue he's playing harder than anyone else on the team. Little like, do people like yeah. Bryce Harper was signed here for his defensive prowess. I don't know what you guys signed up for. Not 40 home runs. I signed him just to he's be a good defensive player. He's an extremely player. expensive <laughs> defensive specialist. Jason Hayward? Yes. Uh, um, yes. Uh, so I don't know why you guys signed him, but I signed him for his defense. That's all um, I talked about. I was like, come on. Yeah. What a great defender. I don't right? even you think got, about it. You got this guy in right field. Yeah, maybe he'll have 25 home runs, but have you seen his right field defense? Guess what? Don't even care. Yeah, don't care at all. You can, you can <laughs> Below the Mendoza, just give me that defense um, in right field. Yeah, I, I just yeah the most important. <laughs> some would say right field is the most important outfield defense spot. Um, so like <laughs> most important just spot on the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's, it's some say it's the quarterback of Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, uh, I I respect how hard he's playing. I think it's awesome, and yes. I think and and the second part is, dude, if he took if there was opt outs in this contract, he would be getting. Crap. Not on. just the op that's it's really the whole thing. Like the whole first impression he made, the answering the questions, the Philly stuff, like all that. Like he I think he bought himself some leniency. I yeah, really and do. Sure, there there's been booze, but I think honestly, I think he I think he likes the booze knowing that Philly's fans are like smart. That they care too. I think he's he's he, he so, said Did he, you listen to the interview I, yesterday? I, dude, you could just tell with Nash. He didn't want to like crap all over Nationals fans but he made it very clear he's like they just don't care yeah. the same way that you care yeah. like, and, and I thought that was really cool and again to that overall point and again I know I harp on it a lot but Reese Hoskins was on the midday show today and they asked him about Harper's slump and he basically flat out said like He's a human being. He's got a lot happening. There's a lot of pressure. He's in a brand new city. He's got his family. Like there's all. He's got this a kid stuff. on the way. He's got a kid on we, the way. We, people, we've talked about this a lot. You were so bad on this podcast. <laughs> like the, the listeners, still am, Jack. Still am. The so, listeners of this podcast, like, is, is Seltzer going through a Harper slump? Still am, Jack. Like you know, you got Emily at home. Like she let you do this podcast, but sure. even though she let you do this podcast, your performance was not where <laughs> the people on this podcast needed it to be. So listen, you're a guy that and went, I'm a human, Jack. And people need to understand and, and, that. And, and here's the difference between you and Bryce Harper is that he's, he's really talented he's 26 and you're four <laughs> so like you're a little bit older than him so and you bounce back kind of you're still working out of it kind of kind of I mean kinda. now you gotta do the credit trading thing you got a lot of crying <laughs> I mean you got a lot of the cry. I mean between a Phillies baseball team that's starting to look like a 2018 version which <laughs> oh, I wasn't stop. ready for don't even go there Jack that's a, no no it's a strong no. Uh, all right. Hold on. Did you? All right. Uh, I don't know why I'm bringing uh, this up now, but why not? Can why I just ask that? a question? Because I think a lot of people now you you get animated on this podcast. You your voice goes up a little bit. Yes, it I does. don't know if you've noticed that or not. No, um, never. I don't want to. I don't want to break. Never any, heard that. I don't want to break any news to you. Yes. Is your is your daughter's cry very loud pitched as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an echo. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a seltzer. It's she's a seltzer cry. She's she's Charlie Daylight. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what's a girl version of Charlie's? Yeah, Charlie's. Yeah. Or or Charlie. I mean, their girl's named Charlie. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Middle name. Um, <laughs> so t- I got- what I will say is it's a loud cry. It's a sometimes, loud cry. Like so, she'll sometimes just wake up at it. Like she'll be sleeping on my shoulder and she'll just wake up with like the loudest cry. Mm. Like the, that's the way she wakes up. 
and it almost busts my eardrum. And time. she says to you, that's how daddy does it? She's like, <laughs> no, what she says is, bitch, change me, or bitch, feed me, or bitch, whatever. That's what she's saying. Yes. Uh, all right, a couple of Harper things real quick that I thought was interesting um, before we move off of this. Uh, his whiff percentage on fastballs right now is the highest it's ever been uh, in his career, so it's 15%. His latest uh, high was 10%, which is not something I love. Awesome, Jack. Um The last NL player to lead the league in Ks and walks in a season was? Um... Ooh. How long ago did it happen? Uh, it was in the 80s. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably been a while. Home uh, Walks and strikeouts in the Because Harper's on pace to lead the NL in both walks and strikeouts. Dave Kingman. No. It is Daryl Strawberry. No. Dale Murphy. Ah! So Dale Murphy had, uh, I think it was 90 walks and 141 strikeouts, wow. which like Bryce is going to break in a month. Um, <laughs> both of those numbers. Yeah. Um, he also hit like 35 home runs that year. The last Philly to do it. Was Mike Schmidt in 1983. That makes all the sense in the world. Yes. Yes. So, eh. listen, yeah. here's the difference is that Bryce Harper is, listen, if he wants to strike out and walk, I'm fine, but I need 35 plus We home need runs. the homers. That's right. Look, he can be a true three outcomes guy. Like, that's okay in today's baseball. And the, and the way the way he hits, like the, how hard he hits the ball, that's probably what he's going to be. Yeah. Like, when he hits the ball, he, every ball he square, like he, I feel like he squares them up, they're all oh, smoke. It's, yeah, it's so like, monsters. So, I was thinking about this, this as well. Like, when we're talking about the park factors, I was like, it doesn't really matter. Because when he hits home runs, yeah, they're, they're, gone. they're no doubters. No, it's a good point, actually. It's a no lot d- of no doubters. So it's like the whole Citizens Bank Park. I know. It's like, eh, That's eh. probably why he was like, I don't care if I go to San Fran. I'll go wherever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. he didn't go to San Fran, though. Okay. Yeah. I'm d- Could have played with your boy Aaron Altair, though. So. Well, that uh, could be the best outfield in the NL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aaron Altair and two guys you've never heard of before in your Steven life. Steven Duggar. Mac Williamson. <laughs> Kevin PR. All right. We're done. It's a lot of Giants talk. Yeah, done with the Giants. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner is the only Giant I care about. And Will Smith. And Will Smith. Yes. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, Eikhoff, look, regression was bound. Jared Eikhoff, he wasn't going to have a sub-2 ERA. Yeah, his ball, Like I think I think a lot of that was weather-induced. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the ball just was not moving. Um, and actually, eh, I don't want to call the Brewers uh, cheaters, but they're cheaters because <laughs> I'm, I am, I am, I swear to God, I am ninety percent sure they were, they had to have had something on both him and Nola because, because wow. they were squaring him up like way more, like, like it was noticeable. It was a noticeable. I think he was, I think they were tipping pitches or something, and the Brewers picked possible. up on it. I mean, it's possible. I, I, and I, if they did good for them, I've, I'm never one to think that that is. I mean, cheating, whatever. Like, if you can figure out that someone's tipping pitches, good for you. Oh no, I believe me, I. I love to. I, yeah. I, what I used to do in high school, that's all I did was try to pick try off and pick the it. signs. That's cool. I like it's, that. It's, a, it's, one of the, it's one of the most underrated, awesome parts of baseball. It is great. Like That's, now, when, that's your own fault if you're giving away. Now, a different thing is like, yes, when someone binoculars. has binoculars in center field, <laughs> that's a whole different story, and I that is when you cross a line. Yeah, it's totally when you got a spotter and a signal guy and all that shit. That's a different thing, but ultimately, uh, I'm totally okay if you can if you're smart and you can steal signs. Like, I'm not calling you. I'm not calling Ben Harris a cheater, but I'm he's <laughs> he is he is well aware of my of my thoughts. Cheater, <laughs> freaking cheater. All right, um, so Eikhoff, anything else? I mean, look, Eflin didn't have his best stuff, but still Listen, battled. I was actually pretty impressed with the way he battled. I really liked what Eflin. I, obviously, not it wasn't see. Well, his fastball location was a little bit off from where it's been recently, um, but still, like Pavetta or Velasquez probably blow up in that scenario. The fact yes, that he kept it, yes. The fact that he kept it right where it was, uh, he got unlucky. I mean, the Cesar play. I, oh my god! I was like, I was like, where, like what? you? This is where I'm so confused, right? This is where I always get confused when I'm watching major league players do this. And between him and Sean Rodriguez the night before, it's like which was horrendous as well. I played, I played a lot of baseball, like right. I played up until college, all that stuff. 
you have played probably three times more as, as many baseball games as I have in my entire life. If not and, more. And, and like the fact that that was your thought process, it's like, what are you, where's, where's your head at? Literally. Literally. The first thing you learn in Little League, the first thing my dad ever taught me about playing baseball, he said, when you're in the field, you should know exactly what you're going to do in any situation. Wherever the ball's hit, whether it's a D, whether it's someone, you should know what your job is. Why don't the Phillies know that? Like, why do they not know what they're going to do if the ball comes to them in these situations? It is is asinine, Jack. It you is have, asinine. You have so many time, so much time in between pitches. All you should be thinking about is what happens if the ball sits here. Yes! What, like Utley said. Every spot on the diamond, you should know exactly. Am I the cutoff man? Am I the, Like, you should know everything. The only reason Utley made that play in Game 5 of the World Series was because that was his thought process. His thought process was, if Bartlett does here, yep. what am I doing here? Same like, thing with your favorite Derek Jeter against Oakland. It's because he was he just was in the right spot and was able to make a magical play. Oh, back when he could actually get the balls. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Marlins, one of the all-time worst teams. We were uh, right about uh, that. Well, Wow, wow, let's not pat ourselves in the back. Have you, no, have you seen their offensive numbers? I mean, they they are literally setting records with their offensive futility. The Marlins, I I kid you not, had they kept everyone, would be the best team in baseball right now. Uh, it's unbelievable. If, if Jose Fernandez not, does not pass away. Yes. And like, and you have an outfield of Azuna, Yelich, Stanton. You've you have got Real Muto. Real Muto. You have D Gordon. Oh, my God. You All have, the guys you have the, but, 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 dude, they traded Luis Castillo for Dan Straley. Yes. They traded Chris Paddock for three months for Fernando Chris Paddock. Ruff. I forgot they had Chris Paddock. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, they had Chris Paddock. Oh, my they, God. The Marlins. They, they had Jose Fernandez. They have they have, they had Domingo Herman. Like, they put Domingo Herman in the freaking deal for Martin Prada. Yeah. And Nathan Avaldi. Thanks, Derek. Well, it wasn't Derek. I mean, honestly, not a lot no, of No, no, but the, the recent stuff's a little bit Derek. Well, but getting yeah. getting Lewis Brinson for Christian Yelich. I just mean, trading Yelich in the first place. It's going to go down. It's going to go down as it's going to be up there with the top three biggest trades of all time. Worst trades of all time. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, look, Yelich trade. is going to win back to back MVPs. It looks like. Yeah, well, he can't hit on and the road. And apparently, but. can hit on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's, like yeah. can the Brewers thank me? Who says that? Who says that Christian? Look at these road splits, and then he just comes in and just <laughs> owns our soul. The road splits are the road splits. Yeah. Am I supposed to keep the information to myself? Yes, if that's the, at, at this point, yes. Well, I, wait till I tweet out the Charlie Blackman oh, stats God, later. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, don't do it. All right. Any other thoughts uh, from the right. the horrendousness that was that Brewers series? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll just unload. Normally we go game by game. I know, but, but we I, don't it's, want yeah, to. Exactly. It's too so depressing. just unload what else I feel you like got. we're at a macro stage right now. We got to get macro. Yes. Um, but I will say this. Um, Jake Arrieta, for the love of God, please never rip your teammates again because ever <laughs> since ever, ever since that moment, you have a 614 ERA. Yep. The same exact thing happened last year. Before that, he had like a .9 You're ERA. You're absolutely right. It happened immediately after. The baseball gods know. Okay. Yes, Jake, very clearly. Uh, uh, and here's the biggest sign for me. Well, besides the fact that he is just not, he's just, his command is just off. Like, he, I just hate watching guys that can't throw strikes. It, I know you do. It, it really <laughs> bothers you. It's so frustrating. But Arietta Sinker in his first five starts, a 160 batting average against and a 240 slugging percentage. Pretty good. One home run in his first Pretty five good. starts. Last four, 319 batting average against 511 oh, slugging buddy. percentage, three home runs. Not so, great, Jack. That's not what I want to hear. That's what he has to get. Uh, he uh, has to figure out. And my last point from the weekend, hit uh, pitching wise, is um, I, Chris Young. I hope you listen to this podcast because well, you know he does. Because so just speak directly to Chris. Your your plan for Sir Anthony Dominguez is flawed. It is a it is a flawed plan. Like if you have a lefty up there with Sir Anthony on the mound, why you continue to throw outside cutters that first off he has, he doesn't have command of. 
Like I, his command of his fastball, of his cutter, is like I understand people think. I think Velasquez in the pen may work because I've seen Sir Anthony, and like Sir Anthony has no idea where his fastball is going. At least I think Vince has a semblance of an idea where mm-hmm. his fastball is going, um, and I think he can break off some decent curveballs or sliders off of that. Sir Anthony right now. I think the sliders look much better, but that fastball command, like why are you throwing a fastball away that cuts to a lefty that it's only going to cut into their back? Makes no sense. Like, like, dude, dude, start your fastball. All right. First off, start it a little bit inside and let it just cut in on lefty hitters. I mean, Mariano Rivera, this is what he did for 20 years. The only pitch he threw, man. (laughs) It's like, all it does is just cut in on lefties and they can't get it on the barrel. If you throw, if you throw it to the outside, it's only going into the barrel. It's going to allowing. Yeah, exactly. Going to I don't know, extend their arms and get the barrel right on it. To horrendous. I mean, and that's exactly what Yasmani Grandel did. That's exactly what he did. If you if you throw the fat, if you start it middle and let it go in or in and let it go in further, then it's only moving off of the sweet spot. You want to avoid the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. I was surprised, and I know Morgan had had, had the walk and the hit batter, but I was surprised they 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 made the change there. I know that if you look at Grandal's numbers this year, he's been better significantly better against right-handed pitching but career-wise he's actually better against left-handed well pitching. especially at cbp i feel like he always hits home runs always I, I just didn't understand the move of flipping him around like i i, I would have kept morgan in there i know that it wasn't ideal but i trust that and first of all i, I might not have brought morgan out for the second inning in the first place yeah. but i don't like any of our relievers going multiple innings yeah i think none of these guys are multi-inning guys or yeah. should be at least. So. Yeah. Um, and one quick note on Yasmani Grandal. There's so many people that are like, well, he's such a bad defense. Like, that guy stole so many strikes for that pitching he's staff a, this weekend. I did, who says he's a bad defense? Well, because everyone's like, well, he, has a, he had a bad World Series or whatever. And, he's a great defensive Well, he's a, he's a terrible, he's like he's like Alfaro on steroids where yeah. he can't block anything. Yeah. But, but that guy, everything else that really guy well. stole so many strikes. I was watching Real Muto and him, I think it was the Nola start, I think. And Real Muto was not getting the same level of strikes, whereas Grandal was getting these strikes for for Peralta. So he's a, he's just he's a really, he's the best framer in the sport. I think he's a really good player in general too. Yeah, well, what can obviously, you do? what can he do? So all right, we might as well talk about it since we just mentioned Grandal Mustakis. What to do, Jack? <laughs> what do we do? You put up a poll. Should we get rid of the uh, from the high ups account? Should we get rid of the Kurt Suzuki Award? Overwhelming yes. I don't know what to do here. I'm torn. We a power that I don't like. I do think it's an interesting idea to to just see how far it can play out. But also, tempting I feel fate. like we're yeah, tempting fate could make our listeners really mad at us. Could make everyone really mad at us. I'm really torn here. I don't know what to do. <sighs> Rockies coming up. Obviously, that we would be talking about the Rockies. Only sixty-five percent are saying yes. That's thirty-five <laughs> percent. Do we do it one more time? And if and if our guys go off again, then we just have to do it. Or if Should we, we can... all right, how about this? What if we start picking not good players? Oh, like really go off like, the wall, like like someone, like and then we see like the true power of it. That if it go, if like so, let's say I pick, I don't know, Romil Tapia. That's a good pick, right? If he goes off, then then we start to really reevaluate things. I think that's the way to do it because okay. all right. So like last week, I mean, you picked Mustakas, good player. I yeah. picked Grandal, good player. The week before that, you picked the young, good player. The young, and I picked Marcelo Zuna. Or and well, Alex Gordon's not a good player. I guess he's having a good year. And I picked Hunter Dozier, but the Royals are also bad. Yeah, like these. This team also has, this this Rockies team has talent. So we're the point is is we've been picking good solid players. We're gonna try and take a step down. Yeah, we're gonna stop. We're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna pick bad players and hope they. And that's the thing is, Toppy is not a bad player. He's been playing better, but like, I would guess that 
even the High Hopes audience, which is a really smart baseball audience, there are probably people listening to this who've never even heard of Ramil Tapia. But, all right, let's let's take some players off. Okay, let's let's start with this. <laughs> so no one can pick Nolan Arenado. Let's exit. Let's exit. Well, he's like Michael Franco um, <laughs> yeah, on the road. Okay, don't even go there. He's batting three fourteen. Don't even go there. <laughs> he actually has for the first time in his career, he has like nine home runs on the road and only he's two at home. He's been awesome. So let's not. All right, one time fade. Fine, fine. Here are the players that we cannot pick. Charlie Blackman, Daniel Murphy. No one there. We're not. We are not touching Daniel Even Murphy. Though Murphy's been horrendous, but yes, yes I'm with you. I don't get James. Yeah, I'm with James. you. It's Daniel Murphy. It's Daniel Murphy. Uh, I'm with you. I agree. What are you I, doing? I, I agree. We don't agree. touch the Daniel Murphy stoke. We don't start stoking that fire. I agree. God, what are you doing? You. Story good. has a career like he's yeah, great no, no, here. Trevor Story. We're not. Tra- we're not touching Trevor Story. Arenado, we can't touch with anything. Yeah, and uh, Blackman. Charlie- I'm sorry. We're not. I know you're gonna go on your whole road sit thing. We're not taking Charlie. Do you want to bust him out? No. Do you know how good he's been lately? Yeah, but do you know how bad he's been You know he's why I know? Because I played him in fantasy last week and he crapped all over me. I was not psyched. Also, he has like a career 600 slugging percentage assistance in my yeah, part. so Blackman off the board. I think that's it. Okay. Everyone else is... Well, they just called up their top prospects. So if I we know. see Brendan Rodgers, let's not hope that he goes off too. Yeah. What? Are they, uh, I don't want to turn into a Rockies podcast. But I wonder <laughs> what they're going to do there. So we, where, where are they playing him? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Garrett Hampson was their second guy. I guess second base. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick Ian Desmond. Okay. Because that guy... He's horrendous now. Stinks. All of a sudden, he's not a good not, I am personally not getting torched by Ian Desmond. I don't care how far in the heads the mush gods are of me, but I am not getting torched by Ian Desmond. Okay, so here's the thing. Should I not pick Ramil Tapia? Because I feel no, like... No, you can pick Ramil. I feel like he's too good a player for me to pick, even though he's not. No, one no knows he's not. He, he's not good Okay. Enough. Ramil like, Tapia. He's going to be awesome. What you could choose from right now is Tony Walters, Ryan McMahon, David Dahl, who's going to go off this week, and Ian Ian Desmond. Who so I'll go Ramil Tapia. Yeah, I think that's Ramil a Tapia. fair take. I should take Tony Walters. By the way, Tony Walters, great mustache. Great mustache. I need to see more statues in my Tony Walters players. looks like he could ju- ju- drop him right in the seventies and he would flourish. Mm-hmm. Agree. Fa- big fan of that. So, guy. so that's the new position of the Kurt Suzuki. Okay. They have to be like Kurt Suzuki. That's fair. Kurt Suzuki is a part time player. Two good guys. Yes. So that's we're really our bad. Gonna, okay, and now if these guys go off, we will get rid of the award. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, we're tempting fate a little bit, a little but bit. hopefully not too much here. We're hopefully reversing fate, so at least the bad guys play bad. Yeah. And the good guys who we don't pick won't play as good because we didn't pick them. If so facto, if so facto. you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Irvin, on the hill tonight. What are, you, what, what are you looking for? I know you were, you were more bullish than I expected you to be off a guy who had a 5.8 strikeout per nine career in the minors. Well, I was, it wasn't I was, his, his career is over seven just this year. This was year was. Okay. So regardless, even someone who's around seven for a career minor league strikeout yeah. rate, I would not expect Jack Fritz to be on board for you were a little more bullish than I expected last week. What are you looking for? Well, you know to? me. I just like seeing guys that can pitch well. I know. I, I like I like I like the mix of five pitches. It's, it's your thing. It's exciting. Uh, I don't know if it's exciting, but it's something that Not I enjoy. really exciting. But I like it's exciting for you, uh, and thus for us. Looks like the soft contact uh, woes are starting. Like the 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 trouble with relying on soft contact. I will say, yes, is starting to rear its ugly head. Uh, um, this past series, <laughs> yes, so you can say that it didn't work <laughs> um, out very it well. It didn't man. work out very well. So that's um, a really good offense. It works against the Royals. Um, yeah. We're not sure if it's going to work against. Yeah, Rockies are better offense. Rockies are a better offense. Better. Uh, listen, I don't know. I, 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 you're shook right now. You don't even know what to call for right now. You're shook. How about this? Cole Irvin is going to get lit up tonight. <laughs> there it is. Yes. How's, well done. How's that feel? Yes. Um, 
Um, yes! He did it for all of us, yeah. buddy. Cole Irvin's going to get shelled. Not he even is. worried about it. He doesn't, strike, it. he doesn't strike anyone out. This is good stuff. Should right I start here. going into, like, I did this thing on Counterpoint where I would just really get in the heads of mush guys. I should start, I should start doing the same you here. You should. I don't know why it's taking you this long. I mean, you've, you've allowed yourself to just get literally owned by the mush gods for the last, like, few weeks, month, yeah. whatever. So, like, well, man up a little yeah. bit and flip it around. Yeah. Stop just, like, being all sad and depressed. Like, actually do something about well, it. Cole Irvin can't strike anyone out. The Rockies strike out a lot, but they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out tonight because Cole Irvin throws 85 miles an hour. You know who else threw 85 miles an hour? Me in high school. So, so let's See, there we go. So if the Rockies can't figure him out, I think they're, they should be in hot water. All right, and we got Nola tomorrow and then uh, Eikhoff on Sunday, so... Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big fingers crossed thing. And, and you know, it's interesting. I, I tweeted this out, but for the last, I'd say three weeks, two, three weeks, the, the Phillies pitching staff has carried this team. This Phillies pitching staff is not built to carry a team. No. So this, this offense needs to start showing up. The In weather's gonna, only getting better. Um, the, the, the pitching staff kept this team afloat. But this offense is too talented to be kept down for as long as they have. Um, so it's time for them to step up. Uh, I thought I thought I really thought Bryce had a a decent series against the Brewers. Yeah. Obviously, it's nothing special. It better. And the fact that we're getting excited about like <laughs> not warning, sure. warning track shot. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, buddy. He's got to go on a run. I got really excited about that warning track shot. Actually, sorry. I messed up. Uh, Bryce Harper's toast. There you uh, go. <laughs> there we go. See, we're getting the hang of this thing now. But then how am I supposed to take it serious? Anyway. All right, Jack. I have, uh, I don't know about you. I have two more things before final thoughts. Neither are Phillies related. So if you want, do you want to empty the notepad real quick? Or? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll empty it. Uh, more just like pet peeves of mine. Yeah, that I'm, starting, I'm starting to get frustrated with. I'm, I am really getting frustrated with the whole they're in first place thing. Um, Because I get it. Like, I understand they're in first place, but guess what? It's a way to qualify it. We literally just saw this last year. Like this is this is it's a good point, like, Jack. Like we did we not learn no it's anything. A really good point. They are in first place though, so let's not you know. I know they are in first place, but like can we can we, can we talk? It's a fair point. You bring back last year. It's a really fair way to take. Like it. can like, we talk they were in first place in August last year? So I just want I I want to be able to talk critically about the Phillies without the disc, the disclaimer of well they're in first place yeah. so it doesn't so none of this matters. Well, I think we did that. No, this, I know, but show. like it's it's fair. It's, it is a go-to. They're in first place so let's not even worry about it, yeah. It's, it's now gotten to a process over results thing that is, that is like f- I think it's a fair take. Thank you. Fair. Um also uh wow, man, I just looked at it and then I forgot what I was uh, Well, I'll throw one more at you. Jack got mad at me today for not listening to his voicemail. <laughs> he calls me the old one who leaves voicemails, Jack. Uh, me. I don't know. I wanted to leave a voicemail. I was driving. I didn't want to. I was driving, and I. You don't think I'll see the missed call and get back to you or whatever? No, I, th- I knew. I knew you were in crib training. That's I me. Was think, in crib that's training. me thinking out. Um, for for you also. Um, she called me an old man a lot. Voicemails. I do. An old man. Yeah, voicemail. I'm, I'm single-handedly bringing him back. Um, <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about the major changes or whatever to the lineup? So. As in Bryce to the two? No, no, no. Like Gabe talked last night how like they need to change things up basically, and like we need to take action after a disappointing series. And I think the first step was moving Bryce up. I like. I don't mind Bryce in the two. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And that's where theoretically your best player is going to move. I have no problem with Bryce. Your best player is going to play, or best player is going to hit. And um, I'm cool with him there. I like moving him up as opposed to moving him back. To be honest. Now I think I I would bet. I don't. I don't have. Don't really have any information here, but. I think Cesar is going to be in the leadoff spot starting tonight. Ooh. And I think I think they're going to move that, McCutcheon down. I mean, we've talked about this. I think it's a good move right now. Look, McCutcheon is clearly struggling. You put it out until last night. He did not have an extra base hit in May. And then he got an extra base he hit. Were, like, it was unbelievable. It's 
Seriously, keep doing ones like that where it's like, oh, the Phillies are sucking because of this. Boom. Well, I did tweet um, out the Arietta stats. Yeah, so, so that's good work. I, well, that's only because I need him to shove against Darvish tomorrow in Chicago. And also, oh, he's against Darvish. Uh, oh, man. On Monday. And also flip off oh, Theo Epstein as he walks like off the field. That is like the all-time... Oh, I can't wait to talk about that on Monday. We will dive into that on the highlights. Yeah, like, that's need- like maybe the most important start of... like That's even more important than Pavetta was. Like This is his... This is big for you. Well, I mean, if it, this listen, is years of you saying. Can this. I just go, can I go inside my head for five yeah, seconds, please? I I have this vision of Jake Arrieta striking out, Anthony Rizzo to finish the seventh inning, walking off the mound, flipping off Theo Epstein, <laughs> and, <laughs> Ian Kinsler style. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean. Ian, F these F's, these F's. First man, off, first off, talking about his hometown fans. <laughs> first off, Ian Kinsler can't handle San Diego Padres yeah. fans. I know, right? I, especially for someone who's been in baseball as long as he has. Like, what, when did you grow up as a thin skin? Like, what, what happened? Kinsler? You played in Boston, and he's year. Jewish. So I'm a big fan of any great Jewish athlete. A little soft, Ian. I wish he played here just to see if he would have had soft. the same reaction. A little soft. You're batting 171. And you don't see Bryce Harper saying F these F's, right? I mean. He's saying that they they push him they push him even further. Exactly. All right, Fritzy. Um, before final thoughts, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. No. Yeah, you have no idea this. Is I coming. don't like being put on the spot. Ever. I know you don't, but you're gonna have to do it because I don't know if you saw, but it was a big thing all over social media and all that. Some I don't know who could have possibly thought this, but the Philly accent. Name one of the sexiest accents in America. Apparently, you gotta give us a little. Yeah, you think this is sexy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dying down shore. Listen, you, you don't. Yeah, if you don't think this is sexy, wait till I get a few Karenas in me. I'll be freaking on top of the world. Now, don't get me started on this Kapler coconut oil loving manager of my team oh, because this Kapler guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, listen, I you know all these freaking losers who thought Nick Pavetta was anything more than a number. Th- Five in a good rotation? Frick that guy. He stinks. Uh, I'm going to get a hoagie down the shore, have a couple Coronas, and we'll be back on good terms, all right? <laughs> oh, man. First of all, well done. Golf no, clap. Second of all, who could ever think that is an attractive accent? You don't think that's How hot? is that sexy? You don't think that's sexy? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> all right, final thoughts. Yeah, hurts my thank, sex. thank you for coming That hurts there. my soul, man. Thank you yeah, for coming me, I was down there and asked him. I needed that from you yeah. right there. Deeply. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good you're looking welcome. out. Well, you know, I mean, people are really sad today, so we're going to make them happy at the end of the year. Yeah, well, I'll make people even happier now with my... M- yeah, my final thought, the best I've ever had, so go ahead. You've, you've said that um, four times. And best that, I've ever That's had. only on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you've also texted, texted me. I texted you about it, yeah. And whatever. Um, uh, uh, it's time to bring up Nick Pavetta. Uh, it's obvious. It's oh, like, Nicky You know what's so frustrating about the... Triple A Nick, baby. About the Pavetta conversation is if, you just, if his name was like Jason Smith, everyone would be like... Bring him up. Bring him up. He's an unbelievable prospect. But since it's Nick Pavetta, everyone's like, well, he can't do it against big league hitters. Well, listen, dumbass. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what prospect comes up and get like, if this was like a prospect that never pitched in the big leagues, you'd be like, oh, bring him up here immediately or whatever. Just saying, uh, I we're monitoring the, the Nick Pavetta situation um, and... Uh, he's looking. He's looking much, much, much better. Hey, people are too worried about the, the walks yesterday. The walks happen. Uh, you never know how minor league strike zones are. That's they're weird. But he struck out eleven, so good for him. Uh, second final thought is the Phillies' record right now is the exact same record as it was in two thousand eight. And I have an interesting thread here from Justin Kennedy, who's a listener of the podcast. Um, 
their scoring average is up nearly a run. Their median their medium score their median score is up a full run. Um, percentage of games held the three runs or less is at thirty percent. Um, uh, last year that number was thirty thirty point eight percent. Whatever. The uh, Phillies this year are scoring five or more runs in over half their games. So they're scored five or more in over half their games. I think that's a good stat. Um, so compared to the 08 lineup, they have been. Um, in 2008, the Phillies' median run scored was four. The 2018, the 2018 was two. This year's is five. So the median run scores of the Phillies this year is five. Good. The 08 team was four. The 2019 is, is extremely similar to tw- 2008. Um, the offenses are basically nearly the same, and the Phillies team has been shut out less in their first 43 games. Ah, so some the positivity Phillies. there from jo- so, Justin. Was it? You Justin said? Kennedy. Shout yes. out to Justin. I probably butchered that because I went over it. Yeah, it, it sounded time. pretty butchered, but I, the idea Bad. being that, like, hey, relax. The idea is not the as idea, bad as people right, are saying. The, the idea is this. The, the numbers on this current Phillies team offensively are right now better than the 08 team, and we know what that 08 team did. So Yeah. If it, it worked out okay. Yeah, it's, it's, All right, Jack. Final thought. Yes. I don't know if you saw this or not. Chase Utley was interviewed. I saw. You did? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. MLB.com. They asked Chase what, you know, his favorite breakfast food is, favorite salad ingredient, favorite vacation spot, all that stuff. And then they came around to Philly Expression. Mm-hmm. Said, Chase, what's the quintessential Philly Expression? What's the best Philly Expression? Do you know what Chase Utley said? No. He said, Yo! Is the number one Philly expression Chase Utley confirmed? Fan of the High Hopes podcast. Confirmed fan of the High Hopes podcast. Yo is his favorite Philly word. (laughs) How about that? I didn't know that. How about that, Jack? Yeah! Yeah! Should I start doing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. How about man? that, man? Chase Utley's a huge fan of the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's the crazy. only way I could interpret that. That's great, man. It's, I, a, it's, a, it's a good yo. I'm really happy. It's a good yo. It uh, made my day to see that. And let, let's just end on an extra positive note because it's been too negative a podcast. Mm. Man, am I happy that one of our top picks is actually raking? Like, I'm so happy that Alec Bohm is like looking like raking, a legit. Baby. Like, he's. Raking, raking. He's back. And there's a lot of whispers. He's going to be in Reading sooner rather than later. So, he should be. Go so, time. That'd be uh, quick promotion after we were worried about the first, you know, why isn't he moving up? Why isn't he moving it's up? three levels in two months. I mean, that, quick. that never happens. So that's a good sign. They, they believe in him. His hands are looking good. We're not worried about that anymore. Thank uh, God. And he Because that was a real worry. I, well, I was I, I freaking was, out. I, I could barely focus on anything else. That's all I cared about. I know. Um, but Bones raking. Go Fells. All right. Beat the Rockies. Two of three. Maybe even sweep. I don't know. Win a few games in a row. What a crazy thought that would be for this team. Let's do that, Jack. Please. Gene Zagora, the straw that serves the strength. Gene. All right. We'll be back Monday, hopefully, with a happier pod. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Go, Phillies. We'll talk to you soon. He's Fritz himself. We'll see you later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 